Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. All right, thank you guys so much for all of your Halloween movie requests. It's really helped us this year. This time, we're going to try uh, a request from one of our loyal listeners, Neil. He asked us for a horror comedy, more of a comedy than a horror, but we thought it would be a lot of fun to do anyway. Craig has some very special ties to this movie. It's called Once Bitten <laughs> from 1985. I know that uh, Neil posted this on our Facebook page. Craig, you immediately went uh, pretty much apeshit over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you have more of a history than I do with this. I remember seeing the posters everywhere, but uh, I know in 1985, I was a little too young for my parents to allow me to see a film with a poster such as this. It's a sex comedy. It's basically a high school sex yeah. comedy uh, with a small horror ba- uh, wrapping around it. Yeah. How about you? When did you first see this movie? This was my first time. Oh, gosh. I can't believe you've never seen this. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know when the first time I saw it was, but I know I was young. And, and my sister and I used to watch this movie all the time. I, I've talked about my sister a lot, and, and she's uh, guest hosted with us before. And she's really not a fan of horror but she loved this movie and she was probably the primary reason that we watched it so often we watched this movie all the time you know if you look for it on imdb or on rotten tomatoes or or wherever uh they list it as a comedy horror fantasy is a stretch really i I mean you're right it really it's more like a sex comedy. It's it's more like oh god, like a John Hughes sex comedy kind of thing, really. But it's funny when it was recommended. I thought, oh man, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I thought that we had our lineup all set up already, and then it turned out we had one slot left. And you said, let's do it, and I was really excited to do it. But I warned you going in. I'm like, Todd, it's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Full it's disclosure. a really stupid movie, <laughs> but it's but it's a lot of fun. And so I probably hadn't seen it in 15 years, at least, if not more and i you know i remembered the plot and i remembered key moments but i didn't remember it that well and i frankly didn't have really high expectations going back in but when i sat down to watch it yesterday uh i i started watching it and i got into it and i'm like you know what this is stupid but i still really like it like (laughs) it's funny it's funny and cute and charming and there's some really good stuff going on here i don't know what'd you think (laughs) it's uh i have to say what i liked most about it was I i knew about this movie forever never did watch it and now having watched it, it's like, oh, cool. I finally get to watch a movie that as a young kid I really wanted to see but didn't or couldn't. And it's like being a young kid in the 80s because this movie, and we've talked about this before, like, oh, this movie's a time capsule. No, this yeah. movie's a freaking time capsule. Of yeah, I don't definitely. think we have ever reviewed a movie that is so dripping with 1980s frame by frame as this movie is the hairstyles the clothing the locations everything about it it's a hundred percent 80s it's pinks and neons and purples and whites everywhere and like pink shirts and white sports jackets over them i mean this whole movie i don't know if i've seen a movie 
more 1980s than this one. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this mo- that was the thing that kept me that kept me propelled through this whole thing. I was like, this, certainly this is going to drop off at some point, and it and it totally didn't. And then you know, it even goes to like this kind of humor that we were into at the time. Of course, these yeah. sex comedies were really popular at the time, and then even got a little cringy at moments. And I was like, yep, yeah, that's how we kind of were back then, right? So yeah. uh, there's some things in this movie that are very, well, many, okay, so the movie's extremely dated, 100%. But then there are some things in this movie that are really dated and really would not, um, you'd never see again. <laughs> uh, oh, no, yeah, and I know what you're talking about, some of the specific things and and you know we'll get to it in talking about the plot but honestly you know i don't know if it's just because i am a kid of the 80s or what like even the cringy stuff like i was just i i was laughing hysterically <laughs> like i shouldn't be laughing at this like it's not okay to laugh about this stuff anymore like oh no that's that's not funny you shouldn't do that no it's still hilarious i'm sorry (laughs) you don't care (laughs) i'm just gonna put my pc bullshit aside and like it's really funny even the cringy stuff like because the characters and that's another thing that i like about this movie like the characters are so likable and it's not mean-spirited in any way i didn't think like even in those non PC moments, I didn't feel like it was mean spirited. It was just, it was a different time and, and comedy was different then. And yes, I'm, you know, in many ways, I'm glad that we've gotten a little bit more politically correct and that we don't poke fun at certain things the way that people used to but even back in the day what made some of those things offensive was because they were mean-spirited they were hateful and this movie isn't hateful it's it's just it's just goofy and playful and i i don't know i enjoyed it well and all of that aside all of that stuff we're talking about here aside it's pretty dumb like (laughs) the humor in here it gets really, really dumb. And when I say dated, I don't just mean like non-PC stuff, but some of the humor is like, oh God, I've heard that joke like a thousand times before. And it's not like it originated with this movie either. It's funny because I went back and I went to uh, look at some contemporary reviews of this movie and I found the Washington Post, a woman named Rita Kempley in November 15th of 1985 (laughs) reviewed this movie. She was not kind to it in 1985. And I actually, I don't think most people were. I think the movie did quite well uh, among yeah. audiences, but among critics, they just thought it was it was terrible. Yeah. What this woman said. <laughs> so there's there's a line in this movie that a guy does. Uh, one of the ongoing gags is that uh, the vampire, who's a woman, who kind of s- this film centers around, has a butler assistant who is a man, and he's flamboyantly gay. And yeah. he's actually played by Cleveland Little, who we know from Blazing Saddles, right? He was the yeah, lead in yeah. Blazing Saddles. But he's got so many groaner one-liners, and he's so over the top with his performance that you just can't help but laugh. One of the jokes is that every time she summons him, he happens to be in her closet. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, like he's trying on different elements of her clothing. Like every time he comes out, he's got something different of hers on. The first time this happens, she says, Okay, Sebastian. Out of the closet. 
I came out of the closet centuries ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so stupid. And she points this out in her um, in her review as one of the movie's many dated inanities. And in parentheses, she writes, the writers still think what's your sign is a good joke. Now, okay, <laughs> let, let me just point out that even in 1985, a lot of the humor in this movie was considered dated. That's how dated the movie is. But you're right. It has a certain charm to it, and you can still laugh at it, even if you're groaning at the same time. Yeah. It, it got, you know, I, as a gay man, I am not offended by that portrayal <laughs> you know it's too stupid to be offensive really i mean it's just too dumb well it, it is and it's super over the top but we gays are fans of the <laughs> flair you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> there are gays uh, there are gays there are gays <laughs> Do go on. out there uh, <laughs> you know like tell me more about the gays craig he like he likes trying on her fancy clothes i get it i mean it's not my kink but you know whatever good for him and he is who he is he's not ashamed of it and he's her friend and the countess this woman that we're talking about is lauren hutton for pete's sake crazy my god lauren hutton is a superstar you know in her own right and she looks fantastic in this movie and you know i totally bought their fag and hag relationship like it was (laughs) it it was cute i thought it was cute i wasn't offended at all anyway (laughs) before we move on i have to point out another uh, line from this woman's review that said hutton whose emotive range is second only to ally mcgraw's is hardly an 18 year old's dream come true her quote big luscious magoombas did you undress her slowly like like first bearing her big luscious magoombas as they are affectionately called are hardly magoomba like <laughs> okay fine fair enough she doesn't have a huge rack that's no. fine but um i was talking to my partner last night and i'm like she is smoking hot yeah, in this movie she really like is. i have no idea how old she was i would guess 40s maybe but she looks amazing like her body is just banging yeah you can see her age a little bit in her face but not an 18 year old guy's fantasy lies yeah that's a straight up lie like any any hot-blooded American young man would be True. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not trying to get too graphic here, but <laughs> would be excited by this woman's body. She's a she's just gorgeous. They'd want to, yeah. Those big luscious magoombas. Those small, <laughs> small magoombas. Whatever. Yeah. No. Um. And then of Karen ha- Karen Coppins, right? Is in this, and she wasn't huge. Uh, she had some parts in some movies, just a very short span of time in the 80s. She did a and bit. And she did a lot of TV. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit of TV. A lot of just one, one-off one parts on TV. Did a little bit on uh, Dallas for a little while. Not She was in True Beverly Hills. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was funny because I read that um, when they screened this for test audiences, the test audiences liked her so much that they decided to really quick redesign 
the uh, posters uh, and and the the box art to include her in it. She initially wasn't in that advertising stuff but audiences liked her so much in this that they decided to put her in and she is she's very good she's charming she's um she's a little bit too sweet in some ways like Mm. gosh i mean we're getting ahead of ourselves but basically her boyfriend played by jim frickin' carrie jim carrey in his first big movie role basically cheats on her and she gets like mad but like not super mad and then she forgives him way too easily (laughs) (laughs) so she's she's a little dewy-eyed naive but uh she's cute it's a good ensemble there's just a lot going for it it's it's a cute fun movie yeah that's true it's really cool to see the super freaking young jim carrey i mean who's what in his early 20s here Playing, oh yeah! Oh, he looks like a baby playing a teenager and uh, and doing a pretty good job of it. Actually, I mean, he was quite good in this film. I thought. Yeah, Jim Carrey is not my favorite actor, but the thing that bothers me about Jim Carrey is when he's so frantic. You know, like the whole Ace Ventura thing. Like, it it's just too much for me. Like, calm down. Like, take a Ritalin and and go sit <laughs> in a corner or something. But when when he does more serious roles or more subdued roles, I think he actually is quite a good actor. He is. Um, I mean, the Truman Show. It, fantastic. Yeah, the Truman. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. And there's a little bit of Jim Carrey over the top stuff here, a little bit, but it's not so much that it bothered me. He's just kind of, and maybe it has something to do with his age. You know, he's supposed to be a teenage boy. Teenage boys are goofy and awkward and stupid. So it works here for me. But yeah, I mean, God, talk about time capsule. Gosh, you know, he's a huge superstar and here he is, you know, in his first big role and yeah <laughs> i i knew him when <laughs> <laughs> my first introduction to jim carrey was in living color he was he was a bit of a different guy by the time that came around but not yeah. much older than this quite honestly yeah i didn't get to i didn't get to see him in once bitten until recently but it was it was nice it was fun to see this guy and i was just maybe every time he was on the screen i was just marveling at how fresh faced he was it was just crazy it the movie starts out with um just kind of establishing the fact that there's this woman who lives in this mansion above the hollywood hills and uh that is the woman played by lauren hutton and she is just referred to as countess i just wanted to say that it opens up with that shot of the huge mansion and this score i love the music in this movie throughout (laughs) um but the just even the original score that plays when we're introduced to this mansion and you see Sebastian the gay butler walking around being super gay and it's all set against this great score and the music throughout is so good but but yes you're right this is when we're introduced to the Countess it's good if you like 80s pop rock I mean that's yeah. Yeah, that's I mean and I do. <laughs> and you I do. do. Too. So, I mean and again, that's how this movie is such a time capsule. And there's some there's some songs that were clearly written for this film. You know, I expected Great White's Once Bitten Twice Shy to be somewhere in here, but uh no, it's a totally different Once Bitten song that comes up. So And it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I love it. 
but you know he comes through and he's he he pours uh, what looks like a bloody mary of course you know haha it's it's actually blood and uh comes upstairs and the countess is in her coffin and one thing i also love about this again it's so 80s but remember when we thought that people who lived in big mansions who were like in these modern homes everything was freaking white like yeah. white floors white ceiling white walls uh, modern was like uh, very stripped down. Uh-huh. Big. I mean, it's just so weird looking back at it. Like n- nobody would want their home like that. But that's the kind of home that we that we spend a lot of time in. This countess's mansion, and she lives in her coffin upstairs. And as soon as she opens her coffin, she starts talking about how she needs a virgin male's blood before Halloween comes, basically. Oh, by the way, happy Halloween, everybody. You know, Halloween's coming up. This is a Halloween movie, which is why we're doing it. It's very Halloweeny, and I like that about it. Yeah. But the other thing about, okay, so you're right. So she needs uh, virgin's blood. But there are just so many great lines in this movie, too. Um, <laughs> I, I, Sebastian, I think, says virgin blood isn't easy to come by these days. And then <laughs> she says... Being a vampire in the 20th century is a nightmare. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and there are so many references to how, like, kids, yeah. kids these or days, young men, young men these days aren't virgins. And she has to drink the blood of a virgin man three times before Halloween. And she has, like, this whole troop of Stable. vampires that, uh, <laughs> like i don't know scout for her or whatever some of them come in and she talks to them and one of them says cool the closest we've come so far is an 11 year old don't be disgusting (laughs) (laughs) so funny yeah, and then and then things like that are peppered with these groaners. Like uh, after she's complaining, he looks at her and goes, "Did we get up on the wrong side of the coffin this evening?" <laughs> <laughs> it is a groaner, but There's coming so from him idea. and with that delivery, with that totally flamboyant delivery, it's it's so petty and it's yeah. real life. It really, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for that, I guess. <laughs> but I love how while she's getting the report from these other vampires, how she's totally in her make workout get up and on a bike, <laughs> like working yeah, out. Yeah, there's workout equipment that everywhere. such a thing in the 80s. Jane Fonda's workout, this whole workout thing, headbands, knee highs, like every fad. Everything you could possibly think of that was popular or faddish at one point in the 80s shows up in this movie at some point. It's like in the perfect spot for all of that. Mm. I absolutely loved it. So anyway, so she's got this thing going on. In the meantime, Jim Carrey, (laughs) whose character's name is a Mark, is Mm. trying to make out with his girlfriend, Robin, who is played by Karen Coppins, like we said before, in his ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're in they're in the at first i'm like it's like it's like an oil field <laughs> i don't know what it is i guess so there's like an oil i mean it's obviously the like background. the makeout spot yeah it's the makeup well we don't know that at first he's trying to make out with her and she's like oh i'm just not ready yet it's got to be special it's got to be right and all that so we know where this is going 
I thought the scene was so clever because after after he's like, this this clearly not going to happen. He he glances out the window and he sees this guy totally boning this chick next to him in a convertible with the tom down. And then I notice again in the background the oil pump going, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this, is, this is funny. And then he gets frustrated. He steps out of the car and looks up at the sky. And as he's looking up at the sky, the camera pans out, just completely pans out to the sky. He's looking up like, why? And all of the cars surrounding this ice cream truck are all bouncing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the oil thing is going. It's that's the raciest part of the movie. Like yeah. I was actually kind of surprised by how racy it was. Yeah. <laughs> the first guy that you talked about. <laughs> He's got a bare and, ass. Yeah, and and whoever is underneath him is a lucky guy or gal because he's like <laughs> going he's at like, it. <laughs> well, like he's like thrusting up and down like two feet in the air, like <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I like the person in the other car whose legs are just straight out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like straight out and up and spread. Like there's nothing between those because all of those legs <laughs> are completely out of the window. <laughs> It's such a stage scene, but it's so funny that I actually that was my favorite scene in the entire movie was that bit right there. I'm not there. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oil pump going in the background. Oh, it's so lowbrow. But yeah, I actually I'm kind of surprised this movie. I I don't know. Like it's PG-13. I feel like if it were released today, it would be maybe more R with some of this stuff. In maybe. It. Just, just I, I think just that scene. Everything else is pretty tame. Really. I don't know, but toward the end, when you know they're strapping him down and spreading his legs, and well, oh, yeah, man. but there's no nudity. Like no, that's but... the other thing. Like nothing, nothing really happens that would warrant an R. They there's one f bomb dropped, which is allowed for PG thirteen, so long as it's only one. It's this, you know, blatant sexual innuendo that's going on here that's the only thing that i would think would even give anybody pause other than that it's very innocent nobody dies in the whole movie oh it's true including the vampires nobody gets killed there's very little blood and the blood that is there is really just more suggestive than anything it doesn't even really look like real blood it's really very tame i would say but yes this scene pretty racy but then we jump to, okay, so Mark the next day is talking to his two friends, Jamie and Russ, uh, who work at like a burger stand. Um, <laughs> and he's talking about his frustrations or whatever. And Jamie and Russ are like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, they are so cute. Like they're just kind of these semi dorky but also at the same time adorable guys they're the way that we envisioned kind of teenage nerds at the time not the super stereotypical like suspenders and pocket protectors and horn-rimmed glasses but i don't know you know these skinny big-eyed guys russ is uh, a redhead and jamie is a brunette that's the only distinguishing thing about them but i think jamie says there's too much pressure about getting laid it's like taking a driver's test for manhood like <laughs> it's, it's so funny <sighs> and so they decide in terribly flawed logic mark says sometimes i think i should just go out find some strange woman and get laid 
and I could go back to Robin without all this pressure between us. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. So they decide to go into Hollywood. I guess they live in the suburbs, but they're going to go into Hollywood to try to get laid. Um, and so they do. And this drive, there's a whole montage oh, of them driving into Hollywood set against the title track, Once Bitten, which again is fantastic. <laughs> but it is hilarious. Like, there's a lady shooting a music video, like rolling around on a car. There's like punk rockers. There's a fancy dressed lady walking a lion on a <laughs> leash. Like <laughs> it's the most ridiculous, stereotypical view of Hollywood. And just these three big eyed losers in their ice cream truck driving around, <laughs> looking around. And it, oh God, it is so funny and and there's a star filter on the camera so that every light that shows up has like a sparkle on it as right. it's going through it oh it's so 80s it's just wonderful and then they end up at this club which i would love to go to it's the phone a date club <laughs> like seriously i think this place is awesome you go in and you sit at a table and every table is numbered and it has a phone on it and it's got once again Everything is 80s. It's got one of those phones that are shaped like lips. lips. (laughs) (laughs) So great. And you're supposed to look over at a table and you could dial them up and you could talk to them uh, and then, you know, go over and and chat with them more if they invite you over. What a great freaking concept. I love it. It is pretty hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to. I really hope a place like this really existed because, like I said... (laughs) I would have been there every night. This appeals to Todd in so many ways. It's just the way I roll. So anyway, (laughs) enough about me. So they sit down at the table, and they're scoping out chicks. And at the same time, the vampire lackeys uh, have noticed this ice cream truck going through. And, of course, yeah, they realize all these guys have to be complete virgins. And so uh, Mm -hmm. they track them to the club, and he ends up, um, Jim Carrey's character, Mark ends up meeting up with the countess at the bar and there's Mm -hmm. a bar fight and a bunch of jokes and all that, but they sneak out the back and he ends up at her house and at her house, she does a whole seduction routine and he does the whole typical eighties, um, virgin thing where it's like suddenly he's there and he doesn't even know why he's there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He wanted it so bad. I love the bit where she leaves for a moment to get something and he's looking at this giant portrait on the wall where she's completely naked. And he starts touching the breast on the portrait. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and she catches him doing it. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. But the, yeah, like, and then she seduces him. And listen, I understand that he's a kid, but like this seduction scene, like she is, I swear to God, so hot. And she's kissing him a little bit. And then she starts, her thing is she bites the buttons off of his shirt. <laughs> she, like, she'll bite off a button and then spit it like across it. the room. <laughs> and then she, she does that going all the way down and she goes all the way down like she goes out of frame and you see her messing with his belt and you hear the zipper going down and you see him standing up enough that his 
pants can come down. But he's so nervous and he's just like nervously chattering. And, you know, meanwhile, we, the audience are like, oh, my God, what is going on down there? And listen, not to get too personal, but <laughs> uh -oh. I remember the first time something like that happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are super excited, but like it's the first time and you're like, uh, hello. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Uh... <laughs> am I supposed to keep talking to you? What's going on? <laughs> I still ask these questions, Craig. I... <laughs> I'm not even sure what the etiquette is on this. <laughs> I've been married for almost 20 years. <laughs> oh, man. But it's oh. it's adorable. And then so, like, she's down there. You don't know what's going on. But then he just goes, ow! And, and then it cuts away. To a dream sequence, right? Is that his dream sequence? Mm, I don't sequence? think the dream sequence is yet. Oh, okay. Um, I can't wait to get to I, the... I, Sebastian goes to the vampire dorms. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a big room full of, like, bunch of different coffins that are like reflective of the time period that these vampires were turned or whatever and it's yeah. actually very cute and he tells them all to go to bed and then as he's walking out and turns off the light they're all like good day sebastian good day sebastian <laughs> <laughs> my biggest my biggest disappointment with this movie is we didn't get to spend more time with these other vampires they really had a nice setup there with these different vampires from these different eras. And even in that two minute scene, you could tell they all had these very distinct personalities. And yeah. then we really don't see them much again. No, I mean, they're basically just henchmen. Yeah. They chase people. Well, they're the stuff. previous victims of hers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It made me wonder why there were girl ones. Like, oh. does she sometimes, is she sometimes into girls? I don't well, know. Maybe. But some of them are girls. I don't know. But anyway, she she talks to Sebastian and he's like, did you get the transfusion? And she says, of course I did. And he's like, are you sure he's a virgin? And she says, I haven't had anything this pure since the Vienna Boys Choir hit town. <laughs> <laughs> I just love these one liners. Oh, they just so keep coming and it kills me. Oh, yeah. I thought they were so funny. Funny, funny, but bad. Come on. It's... <laughs> How many Vienna Boys Choir jokes can we see in a movie? <laughs> Just one in this one, but it made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but then uh, she and Sebastian walk back into the living room, and Mark is all curled up on the couch with his pants down around his legs. And she wakes him up, and he doesn't remember anything that happened. And he's like, well, did we have a good time? And she's like, oh, yeah, or whatever. Like, he thinks they had sex. As it turns out, they didn't because they can't because he has to be a virgin. Yeah. But he thinks that they did. And when he goes to leave, she says, I'll see you again soon, right? And, and he confesses that he has a girlfriend. And she's like, oh, that's fine. I'm. Yeah, I've been the other woman many times. What a great line. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gives them each an ice cream bar. <laughs> And then he leaves, and oh. they throw them over their shoulders. It's such a dork. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's great. He's endearing in that way, right? So, and then yeah, he's cute. He's cute in this movie. He's very cute. 
And then it just kind of becomes a lot of, uh, you know, he's bragging to his buddies about it. And then the, his girlfriend overhears and they have a whole conversation and, and she's way too forgiving of this. And I love, I love, what is her line? It's uh, something, and I'm going to put the clip in. They all saw you bite her, they all saw her bite your buttons. Because <laughs> he's trying to tell the story and he's like, I don't know, there was this, it was the countess and then she had this chauffeur, but he was also the butler and she's like so they all saw her bite your buttons like she's very upset about this yeah. biting the buttons thing i can't believe you're willing to throw away our relationship on a one-night stand with a chauffeur and a butler and a slut who eats buttons <laughs> <laughs> but she is far too forgiving i mean that's i think that that's kind of you know it's a light-hearted comedy so we don't need you know serious, serious drama, drama but they both handle this so lightheartedly he's like well i'm a teenage guy that's what we do you know we do stupid things and <laughs> then you get mad but you forgive me and 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 she is mad but like not mad enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and she's like i really do want to do it i just want to make sure it's the right time uh it's it's silly maddening um so they break up for a second and then there's you know there's goofy stuff where like he's i guess kind of changing like he's wearing sunglasses and there's a gag where he's like dissecting a frog in a class and it turns out he's not even in that class and he's sleeping in the trunk at the foot of his bed and his parents are concerned he's eating raw meat and he's like drinking a cup of blood that his mother poured off of the raw meat before she cooked it you know by mistake and the parents are looking at it agape i mean it's uh, it's it's really stupid but it's it's fun <laughs> i guess yeah, i mean it's, it's it. a yeah. light teen comedy mm -hmm. and 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 then there are these dream sequences like oh, the, the first there are two of them in the first one oh and the dream sequences are so low budget and i i feel like they did it on purpose like mm, i yeah. feel like they made the dream sequences super low budget on purpose but like it's just like a fog machine and like a blank set and in the first one uh like sebastian is playing the accordion and i'm pretty sure he was on roller skates because he just keeps like gliding back and forth behind <laughs> them uh and you know like she plays footsie with him and then they kiss uh, but then he sees blood running down her chin after they kiss and he wakes up and he's freaked out. And then that's all that happens before he and Robin make up. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're fine. There's a nice lighthearted bit where he visits her at work. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I love that bit. Again, total 80s shopping mall, like clothing store that she works in. Oh my gosh. And uh, he goes in and uh, goofs around and he's going to try on some pants, but they're black. And she's like, you're black. He's like, yeah, I'll go in. And when he goes into the dressing room, uh, the countess is in there and she appears to him. And so there's all this, there's this funny gag where he's talking to her, but then his girlfriend thinks he's talking to her and he's telling her to get away. And she's like, fine, I will get away and all this stuff. And uh, finally uh, he, she bites him again. I think in the dressing room, right? And yeah. he falls down and she picks him up. Oh God, are you okay? Should we take you to the hospital? Has this ever happened before? And, uh, and walks out. It's goofy. 
in talking about it, we can't do that scene justice. No. I thought that scene was hilarious, hilarious. And it was so funny with the timing and the fact that, you know, the countess is in the dressing room and Robin is outside and he's trying to get the countess to shut up. And Robin thinks he's talking to her. And oh, God, it's so funny. And like the countess is obviously so irritated with Robin, but she does get her bite. And then she walks out and she's talking to Sebastian and uh, he asks how it went. And she says something about Robin and she says, she's young, she's sweet and she's pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite thing is like the countess's gag is every time she exits a room, she throws somebody to the ground. (laughs) She pushes someone over just on her way out. She just shoves somebody violently to the ground it's always some random bystander (laughs) (laughs) nobody important and this all leads up to the uh the pre-halloween hop mind you once again dated for even 1985 to call a dance at your school a hop but anyway Mm -hmm. it's the pre-halloween hop and they all go and the gag here is that he's now pretty pale and he's wearing sunglasses and he's slick and black, black his hair yeah. and it's black and everything and everybody's saying that he's dressed up in a va- as a vampire and he's like I'm not even wearing a costume I didn't have time for it and then who else shows up at the dance but uh, the countess and right there on the dance floor she does the whole tap on the shoulder butt in and then we get the crazy awesome dance off sequence it is amazing it's really good I was dying laughing out loud now like that is the thing that i remember most about this movie was that there's this dance number this choreographed fully choreographed dance number it's good it's not bad at all and surprisingly enough jim carrey is not a bad dancer no it's great like it starts out like you said with the countess like kind of tapping Robin's shoulder and getting her out of the way or whatever and then she's dancing with him and she's got him like in her thrall or whatever and so they dance but then Robin comes in and the name of the song is Hands Off yeah it's a great song play it please (laughs) like it's this whole back and forth thing where the two women are pulling him back and forth and when either one of them is trying to pull him to them like he's going with both of them whoever's pulling at him at the time eventually like he gets kind of thrown out of the way and the women have kind of like a cat fight dance and um <laughs> it's then elaborate. all three of them dance together it is and it's the whole song <laughs> the full length of this hands-off song they are doing this choreographed dance and oh it's fantastic it's so good <laughs> yeah actually i have to i have to backtrack what i said earlier about the makeout point i think this was my favorite scene in the movie for sure it was a good 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 dance sequence as silly as it was it was really really well done and uh that ends up uh you know it's the battle for mark robin wins 
So it, that countess goes off After in a huff. She, she tears her clothes off. Yeah, right. Like she's dressed in this totally wholesome, like they were supposed to be Jack and Jill, but he didn't get his costume. So she's just Jill alone and like this totally, you know, innocent, sweet thing. But in the course of the dance, she rips her clothes off and she's got like a skimpy dance leotard underneath. on underneath <laughs> a lacy like under skirt or something and, uh, it's yeah it is convenient and it's it's great and then the countess stomps away and throws somebody else to the ground <laughs> on her way out and and she's mad because yeah. it's almost halloween and she hasn't gotten her third drink yet and she has to have the the third one yeah um, and it's apparently got to be down there by his thigh which we're going to learn about in a second because research yeah, research time. <laughs> Mark confides in his girlfriend that he thinks something's wrong, and he actually says, I think I've been bitten by a vampire. And she says, are you crazy? And there's some moments where his reflection doesn't appear in the mirror, but then it does again. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she goes to the local bookseller, and just like those research scenes in every movie we've seen, this you ask him about a very specific topic like vampirism, and suddenly this guy is the world's biggest expert on vampires. And... He has the worst accent. <laughs> what is it? Is it like supposed oh, yeah, to be I have no Indian idea. or something? I don't know. This white guy is doing like an Indian accent? I have no idea. Anyway, what he tells her, and he pulls a book off the shelf, is uh, this whole deal about uh, a, a vampire female. She's like, could there be female vampires? And he was like, oh, yes, there could be. And then he explains that they there, actually... There, there can even be cat and dog vampires. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing that he says, though, she's like, well, could a, would a female vampire, could she bite a young man? Like 18? Oh, I seriously doubt it. You see, the female vampire needs the blood of a virgin. And an 18-year-old boy would hardly be a virgin now, would he? Uh, <laughs> Greg raises his hand. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was such a funny line. It's anyway, hilarious. go ahead. <laughs> no, he pulls a book off the shelf and it has a, a diagram in there that shows that where she would bite him would be in the in the inner thigh, right near the crotch, because that would be where a virgin male's blood is it's most <laughs> concentrated or something, which is pretty funny also. Uh, and, and so uh, she goes to his friends and says, can you check for me and see if he has these bite marks on his inner thigh? And they're like, uh, okay. No, at first they're hesitant, but she's like, I thought he was your friend. If you really cared about him, you would do this. I liked that because it is rooted in their friendship that they agree to do this. And so, yeah, they, you know, after gym or whatever, they all go to the showers and everybody is butt ass naked yeah. in this scene. But they do interesting things with the. Gosh, I don't even know how to describe it, but like they shoot from behind stuff so that you so that all of the good parts are covered up. But just the good <laughs> parts, you can tell that they're totally nude and it's just hilarious. It's so slapstick and funny, like they're kind of trying to be discreet, but they're totally not discreet, trying to check him out. Dropping the and, soap and bending over to pick it up but near his legs and all this stuff. Yeah. And and eventually, Russ just grabs him from behind and holds him and kind of picks him up and says, look, Jamie, look. 
And of course, Jamie, who's the doofiest one, has all soap in his eyes and can't see anything, but he still drops down between his legs anyway. <laughs> and that's where you get the, you know, the the other guys. Back in the shower! Back in the shower! Back alert! Back alert! <laughs> <laughs> and all of the other guys go running out. And, um, <laughs> you know, it should be offensive, I guess. I don't know. You know, there, I'm sure that I have friends that would find this offensive. I didn't, I just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was innocent and, and silly and it was the eighties and it was different. I'm yeah. not saying it was better and Reflection I'm not saying I want to go back to that time, but it was a different time and it was really funny. And then the next part is those two guys back in their burger joint. And Jamie is chopping onions, like crying, like <laughs> it's the worst thing that could have ever happened to us. <laughs> Everybody thinks we're homos. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then there's a little bit of self doubt there too because as Jim Carrey comes in he basically says to them you know guys if you wanted to know you just could have asked and then he and looked, Jamie goes oh my god she told us to look I knew it I knew it we enjoyed it Jamie would you shut up just no, shut up no no that's it we're homos we're rough rangers no <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid oh, it's though so funny. oh god it is, oh it's totally stupid but really funny but while they're while they're there talking about that mark sees robin get into the countess's limo with uh sebastian and she gets driven away and so they all the three boys all head off uh to the mansion which really leads to the final showdown yeah, they break into the mansion and they go exploring, trying to find her. They find her tied up to a chair. They release her from the chair and tied then... up with her legs crossed. Yeah, wasn't that so funny? <laughs> didn't you think that was hilarious? I, I didn't quite catch that part. <laughs> like, they like they cr- that like her legs are crossed, you know, like mm. knee over knee, and <laughs> that's how they tied her up. I thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then they and then they they get, they catch them all, and um, this is the final scene is she's going to get her third drink in, and they're going to make a big ritual out of it. Now all the other vampires are in tuxedos, and they're in this fancy room, and they're surrounded by candles and torches. And they have this dastardly-looking chair. Stirrup <laughs> Stirrups, chair, basically, yeah. that uh, she straps him down to to spread his legs so that she can yank his pants down and start to bite. Uh, and at that moment, Robin breaks free and runs forward and puts a halt to it and picks up... Uh, well, at first, she's holding out a cross, and they're like, oh, sorry, this doesn't work in real life. It's only in the movies. I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> But then they, one of them picks up a torch, and they, they, this little fire on the end of this torch is enough to, uh, to fend these vampires off enough for them to escape. And I'm thinking, man, if this little bit, which amounts to like a large candle on the end of a stick, is enough to get these uh, vampires freaking out, why did they surround their entire room with these things? <laughs> during right (laughs) how did they even light those things really Uh, there are little funny things here that i totally didn't even understand when i was a kid like 
Russ pokes the one of those torches at Sebastian and says, how would you like me to set your pubic hair on fire or something like that? And Sebastian goes, ooh, rough trade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know what that means, but our gay friends will. All right. <laughs> a little inside joke for some of our listeners. <laughs> so and, and I love it when they start to run away. Like, Mark is kind of in uh, the Countess's thrall. Like, she kind of has him, you know, hypnotized or whatever. But Robin gets him away and she says, Mark doesn't want you because you're mean and evil. He wants me because I'm nice and sweet and pure. So, f*** off. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, it's good. So funny. It's also stupid. Come on, Craig, this is all really dumb. Well, fine. I don't care. I don't care if it is dumb. I was cracking up. I oh, thought it was hilarious. I just got to put that. Uh, I mean, think about all those other '80s movies that we watched. They're you all know, stupid. I mean, even no, the non-horror. Cool. You know, like Sixteen Candles, and it was bad too. Yeah. It, you know the, the they were the humor was goofy and silly, but it doesn't make it not funny. It was still hilarious. Right. There's a chase scene all around the mansion with the different vampires jumping out and hissing at them and scaring them and it gets very thriller here because the vampires are coming at them very improbably like by breaking yeah. through like brick walls and coming up through concrete Com- floors and stuff right, like what? right right yeah but it's 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 interesting Russ and Jamie finally get lucky with a couple of the female vampires <laughs> what are they thinking <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking they're, they're probably not very yeah. much. There's not probably not a lot of blood going to their brain at that, <laughs> at moment. that moment. But they, so it, it's a long chase scene. It, I, I didn't find, I mean, it goes on for a long time. I didn't find it boring, but no. it goes on for quite a long time. And it ends up back in the vampire dorm. The count's like, we've been all around. Where could they be? And then they noticed that the coffin, the deluxe coffin that was meant for Mark once he had been changed, is rocking. And she opens it up and Robin sits up and goes, you're too late. And she goes, you couldn't have. You've been in there for less than a minute. And then Mark pops up smoking a cigarette. (laughs) And the Countess goes, you could (laughs) have. But you didn't have time to enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. And then the clock strikes midnight and the countess transforms and uh, she with bad, you know, lighting, special effects, but whatever. And uh, she, she turns into like an old dowager woman who seems you know kind of confused and i'll never find another virgin never (laughs) (laughs) and he's like that's okay there are plenty of places like kansas and iowa (laughs) (laughs) they really are in the wrong part of the country for this for sure yeah that's the joke and uh, everybody all the other vampires leave and (laughs) mark's like you know she probably has a point it'd probably be better if we could go slower and so they just lay back down in the coffin and close the lid and uh, that's the end of the movie (laughs) oh boy i really god i 
I honest to God expected to think that it was really stupid. I remembered liking it a lot when I was a kid, but I thought, I know, you know, even thinking back as much as I liked it, I know it's dumb and it is dumb, but I still, I wasn't bored for a second. I was laughing out loud at certain points. It's in absolutely no way scary in any way. It's, it's a comedy. Uh, but, but it's funny and you and I love eighties movies and this is just about as eighties as you can possibly get. And I just, I, I had a blast. I had a blast watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun and it was really Halloweeny. It, you know, it, it felt like a real Halloween movie and I love that. Yeah, it was good. It was a real Halloween movie. You and I love 80s stuff, and this is definitely the most 80s movie we've ever seen. I don't know how you're going to get more 80s than this one, quite honestly. Got an all-star cast, competently made, not competently written, in my opinion. I mean, I'm going to have to, you know, just... I, I understand. It's just not my cup of tea. This kind of humor is too goofball, too sophomoric, and too dated for me to really do anything more than groan at but i can appreciate that you know maybe at the time or you know 10 years before this came out people would have really thought this stuff was was laugh out loud funny or apparently craig feels that this is laugh out loud funny. oh god yeah uh, yeah sophomore comedy bring it okay i'm ready yeah. <laughs> you know reading the trivia about it they really really wanted michael j fox for the role of mark um but at the time the producers didn't feel that Michael J. Fox could pull off a feature link film (laughs) (laughs) jokes on them. Um, And the part of the countess was written for Cassandra Peterson, Elvira. Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. I love her so much, but it would have been a completely different movie. That's Um, true. And maybe that's okay. You know, maybe it would have been even better. I don't know, because she's hilarious. But I liked Lauren Hutton in the movie. They also offered it to Morgan Fairchild and Kathleen Turner before they offered it to Lauren Hutton. But I like the way that the casting turned out. And, you know, it... I guess in some way kickstarted Jim Carrey's career to some degree. Yeah, for sure. Um, He's good in this. He's got a solid performance. Yeah. 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 It's certainly not going to be for everybody and, and fans of the show. If you are hardcore horror fans, this is not the movie that you're looking for. This is a comedy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's a silly goofball comedy. But if you're into that, I think it's fun and it's worth checking out. Well, we had to do it because it's Halloween. And also Neil requested it, and Craig really, really wanted to do it. So thank you so much, Neil, for your request. And happy soon-to-be Halloween, everybody. And we thank you so much for the requests you've been sending our way and suggestions for Halloween movies. We're creating a list so that next Halloween we'll be able to put some of your requests on there. And maybe some of them we'll get to a little sooner. We'll see. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Look us up online, Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Also at twoguys.red40net.com. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Chainsaw.